welcome to episode three of the Dreamers Do Podcast. I am Bill Winter. I'll be your host, and I'm actually joined by three co-hosts today. We got Liz. Hello. We got Alex. Hello. And we got Christy. Hi, everybody. All right, and today we're going to talk a lot about D23. Uh, if you listened to our last episode, episode two, we talked all about the Disney rumors for D23. And I'd have to say, would you say Alex agreed with me at this one, but... There were about, would you say about 85% of that was true? Yeah, I'd have to agree. I think that mostly everything we spoke about uh, wasn't announced this weekend. Yeah, I would agree with you. I was actually, uh, I listened to, or not listened, I watched the panel yesterday. Uh, somebody recorded on Facebook Live, and it was just mind-blowing, all the information they threw out there. It just kept coming out. Like, first thing we're going to dive into is the Disney movies uh, that were announced. Some of them we already had an idea of, and some that are new. We had Aladdin is going to have a live action. Dumbo with Tim Burton actually directing it. Woo-hoo. And the live action, The Lion King. Alex, what else have you been hearing about with the movies? Um, pretty much the same. I feel like most everything they announced I was pretty aware of. Uh, most excited about Wreck-It Ralph 2. I loved the first movie. Did you see how they're going to have a lot of the Disney princesses in it? I didn't see that, no. The other thing they had wasn't a trailer like everybody was hoping for, but they had a uh, like behind the scenes for like two minutes of the Last Jedi for Star Wars, which is pretty cool. I haven't seen that yet. I'll have to check that out. Definitely check it out. They had a Wrinkle in Time. They had their trailer, and they had a couple clips from uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Well, we're not going to touch too much on movies today because we have so much other stuff to go over. So the first thing we're really going to touch on was the Disneyland announcements, and there were plenty of them. Chris, do you want to touch on them first? Yes, um, one of the biggest things that I saw uh, was that they were going to turn part of California Adventure into the Pixar Pier. And that's over in the area where they already have Toy Story Midway Mania. So I'm really excited to see what they do with that area of the park. Um, In addition, they plan on adding a parade and some Pixar fireworks um, over in that area as well. So it'll be exciting to see over the you know, the uh, duration of time, uh, what comes out of that new area of the park. Yeah, I know one of the things that there were some cheers for yesterday and a couple ahs was whenever they said Paint the Night Parade is coming back to Disneyland. Uh, I know I was kind of hoping that was coming over here to Walt Disney World, but unfortunately it will be staying over there. Uh, The other big thing that made uh, fans go nuts at the panel yesterday was Marvel. They're given a Marvel area. I know whenever they opened the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, they had that Avengers hatch, and they finally touched on it. And right behind the tower, or what used to be a Tower of Terror, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, will now be a whole Marvel area. Uh, what do you guys think will be become of that? What kind of rides are you expecting to see? Well, maybe we'll get something with like uh, Iron Man. Maybe like like flying his suit of armor or something, or like a Thor attraction. Ooh, I would like to see that. I like the Iron Man idea. How about uh, anything Hulk-related, maybe? Spider-Man might be an option. I think a lot of the younger children relate to Spider-Man. It's one of the uh, characters that they know earlier on, so I think that might be a good idea to put something along those lines in there. I would like to see that. only other thing I might want to see is maybe Captain America. Liz, do you have anything you want to touch on that? Well, you just said something about Hulk. You just said something about Hulk, and I don't foresee that happening because I think that Universal Studios made that popular already and it would be hard to see past that if Disney tried to do something 
along those lines. Yeah, I know the biggest thing that's tough with the Marvel-Disney connection is there are some rights that Universal has. I know most of those rights right now are over here on this side of the coast in uh, Universal Studios Orlando and Walt Disney World. They You can't do much Marvel in Walt Disney World. But over there in California, I think they have a little more leniency in that contract. So you just never know, but... Definitely would like to see something along those lines of, uh, like, maybe the Iron Man, like what uh, Alex was talking about. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Other stuff they finally announced uh, was the Star Wars Land. They gave a name. Star Wars Galaxy Edge. The other thing I am looking forward to is Star Wars Land coming to Disneyland, which is going to come before Walt Disney World. Now, from what they said, Bob Iger said on day one, one of the Star Wars Lands will open before the next D23 Expo, which is 2019. And the Disney's D23 Expos are always in July. So expect from July, before July 20, uh, 2019 to see uh, Star Wars Land open up over there, which means we'll probably get a late summer to fall opening of Star Wars Land in 2019. That's your prediction. That's my predictions, yeah. <laughs> it's not That's what for we're sure hoping yet. for. Bob Iger did touch on that a little bit, so it gave us somewhat of a time frame on that. Anything else we can report from Disneyland? I think that's about everything. Um, it looks like they're going to do that Pixar parade at Disneyland Park, which yeah. looks really exciting. Yeah, from what I read, the Pixar parade's coming to Disneyland. The Paint the Night Parade, which was at Disneyland, is going to go over to California Adventures. Exciting, and I wish it was at Magic Kingdom, though. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> I think we all would agree on that. Uh, so we don't have too much else on Disneyland here. We have a lot to talk about at Walt Disney World. Walt Disney World had a ton of announcements. Chris, do you want to touch on a little bit of what they're talking about at Magic Kingdom right now? Oh, there is so much to talk about at the Magic Kingdom. My son was absolutely thrilled about the new Tron ride that they are going to be bringing to Tomorrowland. And from the photos that I've seen, it looks like it's going to be kind of tucked back in next to Space Mountain, to the left of Space Mountain. Rumor had it that the Tomorrowland Speedway was going to be taken out to put the Tron ride in. But it was confirmed yesterday that the Tomorrowland Speedway is not going anywhere and that the Tron ride will be uh, new in that area of the park. It's coming to us, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, from Shanghai Disney, correct? Yes. Okay, and so, of course, the first thing that my son did was Google Tron Ride Shanghai Disney so he could see what it's all about, and he's anxiously waiting. 2021 is my best guess for the opening date, they said, because of uh, it was going to be made before the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World, and he definitely told me that he would be in high school before that was opened, and so that makes me a little sad, but at the same time, it's something fun to look forward to. Yeah, if I had a guess, I would think they're going to probably break ground soon if they want to have it done by 2021. I'm just excited because the rumor originally was that they were going to take out the Tomorrowland Speedway, which is a classic, um, and they were going to put the Tron roller coaster there. So I'm excited to see that that's not true, that that was just a false rumor. Yeah, it was interesting at D23. They didn't announce that Tomorrowland Speedway was staying, but they uh, the, the picture told us a different story because um, whenever you looked at it you could actually see all the little cars from the speedway there the only thing I'm going to be interested to see is if they have to change the ride a little bit around that turn 
because if I'm putting it in my head right now. If you look at Space Mountain and you look at that little exit building that they have there from Space Mountain, the walkway to the next next to that that goes right to the side of that isn't that big. And if they're gonna have a big crowd coming back to Tron, I would have to think they have to widen that somehow. And I just don't know how much land they have between the end of that rail there and the actual track. My other question is, Bill, does the um, train go pop behind Space Mountain? Is there room for them to build back that far, or will they have to build around the Walt Disney World Railroad as well? Uh, that's another thing I was actually thinking about. Um, the only thing I do know is there is actually a good amount of space back there. I don't know if you've been back there, but there actually is a walkway that goes from back there where Space Mountain is all the way to the back where it used to be the Toontown area, actually back by that railroad back there by the, what is that, the Goofy's Goofini, Goofini roller coaster. So there is Correct. a walkway back there. So there is a little room back here. And the funny thing is, though, that is a smoking area back here. So another smoking area gone. <laughs> it does make me curious. Like, if if there isn't enough room, I guess they could always build some of the support beams maybe over the uh, the train around the park if they needed to. Or could there be just like over by Thunder Mountain and Splash Mountain? Would there be a tunnel? Oh yeah, Very right true. through the right through the Tron ride. Some part of it. You can't expect that track to be 100% the same as Shanghai, so there could be some modifications to make it go up in the air at a certain point so you have a tunnel underneath it. Either way, it looks really cool, and I'm excited to see it. Uh, the other announcement I know they made yesterday was a new theater coming to Main Street. It's actually a theater based off of the theater out in Kansas City, the Willis Wood Theater, which is going to be kind of neat looking. Uh, looking at the renderings of it, Trying to put my head into it and where it could be. I was wondering the same thing myself. I've been looking at the size of it and then just thinking, like, where on Main Street do we have room to add this huge theater? Well, you all have had, you know, the opportunity to see some backstage areas in the Magic Kingdom, whereas I have not. And so my first thought was initially when you come into Main Street, either on the left or the right, but I have no sense of how much depth they have in the back area of that park to put a huge theater in. Because really, as, as you go down Main Street, after they just completed that new renovation on the hub, they're not going to touch that area, I wouldn't imagine. So that would be my thought, that it's either going to go immediately to the right or to the left when you walk into the park. Yeah, there's actually a lot more room than you might think backstage there on, on both sides, especially on the right-hand side going down Main Street. Uh, the only problem with the right, or when you walk in the left side where guest services is and everything, there isn't as much space on that side. Plus, that is where all the parades go when parade is done. So uh, my personal guess is on the right side, judging by the way the building looks as it is on the front, it kind of has that look like the building where Tony's Town Square restaurant is. Plus, there is a lot more back space room back, or a lot more back space room there. Uh, actually, right behind Tony's and everything, there is. A lot of parking back there and actually a bus system does go back there uh, the other thing a lot of people don't know but that old theater that used to be back there kind of connected to that uh, one store that used to be like a little movie area you know what I'm talking about Alex mm -hmm. yeah yeah that theater is still there so I don't know if it might be have something to do with that and rebuilding it up but from the pictures I'd probably say not because it's a really big building it looks like so that my personal opinion is it's gonna go there by Tony or where Tony's is now and they're gonna redo that whole building and build it up so are we thinking that Tony's is going to go bye-bye? I mean, 
obviously Tink can move and Mickey can move because they're there right now. But I'm wondering if Tony's is going to go or it's going to end up getting relocated somewhere. From the drawings that they showed, it looks like there's still room over there. Something's still connected to it and it looks like Tony's to me. But honestly, I wouldn't be sad to see that one go. I think that the food is just mediocre. The atmosphere is okay, but I think there's there's plenty more that they could do with that space right there, in my opinion. What do you guys think? Uh, what kind of shows do you guys think will be coming? I feel like it's going to be a similar theater to um, the Hyperion Theater over in California Adventure. Yeah, that's what they did announce. They did announce it's going to be that kind of theater. I don't think it'll be a Frozen show, though. I think they already have the Frozen sing-along in Hollywood Studios, and they already have a Frozen ride in Epcot. I can't see them putting another Frozen attraction. I know Frozen's big, but it gets old. But maybe they'll do something with the princesses, like a princess medley or something like that would be pretty cool. I also wonder if they're leaning towards... They definitely have a lot of different shows that go on in front of the castle during the day. I wonder if they're also aiming to, you know, pull some of those inside to get people out of the heat during the summer. Um, that's just my two cents worth. Maybe they're looking into something along those lines as well. Well, and that would be cool because I feel like between those castle shows and then that Move It, Shake It, Celebrate It street party, it gets pretty crowded up in the hub during the day. You know, I agree. It becomes a cluster of people, and then it takes away from the magic of getting those those pictures on Main Street and getting your picture with that partner statue, and you know, in front of the castle because there's so many people sometimes standing right there waiting for those shows. So I think that would be a great idea. I kind of like that idea that Chrissy was going with. But who are show. we? But who are they we? should just hire me to make <laughs> right. the decisions for Disney, right? I mean, they already are. Well, let's just let's put a little bit of a thought into this. They have Mickey over there already that can talk and everything, blink and and all that, or a meet and greet. Wouldn't it be kind of neat to make that into like a show? Like a show about Mickey doing magic and everything? Uh, They're already adding a show about Mickey Bill, but we'll get into that later. (laughs) Let's let's not get Liz started on that. I won't get her started now. Over in the Disneyland Park in California, they have Mickey and the Magical Map. So maybe we'll get something similar to that, but... It's definitely not a production, I feel like, that would warrant such a large space. The only other news coming out of the Magic Kingdom really is the fact that, well, they didn't really announce it, but it, obviously everybody knows, and we already talked about it a little bit, is no nighttime parade. Boo. <laughs> I feel like we need one. We're past due. So spoiled. <laughs> I agree. All my clients keep asking, well, when we go see the nighttime parade, and then I have to say, oh, not so fast. There is no nighttime parade, and... I don't know when there's going to be one. So people that are returning as well as people that are first timers uh, know about it and they want to see it. So I feel like they need to step it up and get something there soon. I think it'll be interesting to see if maybe the new survey is going around asking that kind of question. Would you like to see a nighttime parade? Do you miss having a nighttime parade? What nighttime parade was your favorite? That kind of stuff. I have a survey sitting in my inbox from our trip, and I haven't touched it yet. So if anything's on there that's pertaining to something like that, I'll let you know. Because we were in the Magic Kingdom one of the two days that we were there uh, last week. Yeah, hopefully, uh, maybe they wouldn't announce it there, but maybe we'll hear something in the near future. I just hope, I'm hoping, now that Paint the Night Parade's coming back, it doesn't mean we're getting the Electric Magic Parade back. Let's just take a vote, though. 
Is your favorite Main Street Electrical Parade or Spectro Magic? I'm a Spectro Magic girl. Spectro Magic girl. Absolutely. Spectro Magic. I miss working that. That was fun nights. Oh, you did parade control? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Me, <laughs> oh, me that, that sounds fun. When you work at the Jungle Cruise, well, they don't do it anymore. It used to be all the attractions in Adventureland and Liberty Square, they're West one area together. You actually had scheduled shifts in the middle of your day or the middle of your shifts at night where you actually did parades. And I used to love working nighttime parade. I didn't like the daytime parade because you're in the direct heat and the sun and it was hot. But the nighttime, a little cooler, a lot more relaxed. It was a lot of fun. You call that relaxed? I thought better than doing the Jungle the Cruise nonstop. Ru- the mad rush of roping areas off and those crowds i wouldn't do it again it was fun it was fun though i would have to say working parade is a lot of fun and that's what holds a little part of my heart was spectrum magic so we know that's definitely not coming back because the uh, floats are destroyed but boo but i remember back in the day when they took spectrum magic out for a little bit there was talks of them updating it to led and that's when it got ruined and that's why they scrapped it Maybe now they are going to go back to the drawing board and bring something back like the Spectrum Magic with all the new updated stuff. That'd be exciting. I'd absolutely love it. I still have my soundtrack and I listen to it once in a while. The only thing I hope they don't do with it, if they do bring a, if they do bring a nighttime parade back, don't put Pixar in it. Why so strongly against Pixar? Because that park isn't Pixar. Pixar lives in like Hollywood Studios and everything. That park is Minnie, Mickey... The princesses and everything. It, it should stay that way with the, the parade. Even back in the day, if I remember correctly, although I never saw it, didn't they have a Pixar parade in Hollywood Studios? And then I, I remember at one point they even had a parade in the Animal Kingdom. And all that stuff has kind of dissipated, leaned toward the Magic Kingdom, and now they've started to take it away from there. That was called Block Party Bash, and I thought that was an awesome parade. It did get pretty loud, it did get pretty crowded, but I thought that that was great and and ran along with the theming of Disney's Hollywood Studios perfectly. So I can see what Bill's saying about not incorporating that into a nighttime parade over at Magic Kingdom, I have to agree. And Animal Kingdom did have, it was like Mickey's... Mickey's Jam and Jungle Parade. I used to work that. (laughs) (laughs) How'd you like working that? I liked it. I thought the music was catchy. Um, it wasn't, of course, like the busiest parade on property, but um, it was a lot of fun. I think it had a 10-year run at Animal Kingdom, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed interacting with the guests. It definitely doesn't compare to a Magic Kingdom parade crowd control. <laughs> yeah, one thing I always noticed when working there, Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom didn't use ropes. Magic Kingdom if you didn't have ropes, everybody would be getting running, run over by a float. We had uh, nylon ropes at Animal Kingdom. They just were not, they weren't huge ropes, but they definitely, we taped off the areas, and then we also roped off the areas. Just be honest with me. Did you sing a lot to the parade, Alex? Mickey's Jam and Jungle? Absolutely. Yeah. Did you, get, you really get into it and everything, dancing? Some, di- some days, yes, just depends on, on the day. Yeah, Liz never got to see me singing Spectro Magic to all the guests at night. I knew how to clear out an area. I can still <laughs> sing it. Guaranteed. On this magic oh. night. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. <coughs> and that's how we lose viewers. <laughs> all right, we're going to move right along. We're going to go to Epcot. Alex, you want to take the top of this one? Epcot finally changes and updates. So... First and foremost, Guardians of the Galaxy ride 
Um, it looks like it's going to utilize the current Ellen Universe of Energy building plus behind it. So that's exciting. I'm going to keep a little piece of history. Um, what do you guys think of it, the new ride? Me personally, I've never seen Guardians of the Galaxy, so I need to watch it because obviously there's a push towards that um, movie with the ride out in California and then here. So we've never been huge super superhero Guardian of the Galaxy. We're more of a Star Wars family. So we need to prep ourselves and we need to watch it so that when it does open, we're well aware of what's going on with it. It is different. Guardians of the Galaxy, Christy, if you ever get to watch it and watch like Iron Man, Captain America and all that, they, and Avengers obviously, they are completely different movies than Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy is a little more, it's got a lot more comedy to it. And they got a talking, okay. they got a talking raccoon and a tree that, that can only say, I am Groot. I've seen Groot. I, I've definitely, I've seen pictures of him and he's, I believe right now he's at Hollywood Studios, correct? Yeah, there's a meet and greet with uh, Star Lord and Little Groot. Groot. Little Groot used to be a big tree, and then end of the first movie, he ends up getting blown up, and he grows back to be a baby Groot. Got it. But I'm actually excited to see this. Uh, I don't know the last time I've been in the Universe of Energy. I would probably be young. It was probably to cool down or take a nap. But yeah, I haven't been in it for a long time, so I do think this is a very, very needed move, and I think it will. Def, well, obviously, it's going to be an e-ticket attraction, but I think it'll definitely draw a big crowd. I think it's going to bring, like, push kind of Epcot, like, add another, like, a large attraction, so it's going to bring crowds for sure. Um, Guardians is definitely its, its own unique beast and following. I was actually, it took me a while to watch it. I normally watch most Marvel films in theaters, but Guardians actually waited months and months before I finally watched it. And I really enjoyed it, and I was like, why didn't I watch this sooner? But... Um, just, it's a different vibe, like Bill said, more comedy and whatnot, but it's overall is a great storyline. I was really impressed with it. So I'm excited to see what they can do with the new ride system, hopefully. So, and they have a lot of space to work with. A lot of space from what those permits look like. It looks like they're going to go back in the backstage area pretty big. So I'd imagine it's not like, it's not going to be like the one out in Disneyland, but it looks like it's going to be some sort of ride through that's going to zip you around, so that'd be pretty cool. And then coming up, so we have a couple updates. We have Mission Space uh, redoing the video, which is exciting. It definitely needs a, a new storyline. And adjacent somewhere, we're going to have the new Mission Space restaurant, um, potentially utilizing the Wonders of Life Pavilion. Not sure. I, the pictures, you can't really tell where it's going to be. What do you guys think? That's definitely my thought. I, I said that space, I felt, has been not utilized for a very long time, and it's basically sitting there, um, and it needs something. So I think the, the dome shape, if I remember it correctly from back in the day, uh, would be a perfect space building for a restaurant. And then the other thing that I, going back to the Mission Space ride, and I don't know, you know, everything I read necessarily isn't true, but I did read that um, because of the two versions of the ride, they have orange and green. I need to ride the green because I can't ride uh, vehicles that ha use centrifugal force in, in the spin. So they said that the green ride, they were actually going to change the height requirement for smaller children, and it's going to be a different ride video than the orange. Um, and so something to think about, there essentially will be two attractions in one. Wow, I didn't know that. That's that's pretty cool. Like I said, I don't really remember where I read it today, but I did read it. So I think they'll probably just change 
um, the harnesses on the green ride and uh, so that younger children can ride it because the height requirement was pretty tall. I believe it was 44 inches, if I remember correctly. Um, so I think that that'll be a good change that smaller children can ride it as well. Um, we also have coming over, coming over in France, we're adding Ratatouille the ride. So it sounds like something similar that Disneyland Paris already has, which is exciting because I feel like something new in the World Showcase will be a good addition aside from our new Frozen edition, of course, but something completely new will be uh, nice to see. What do you guys think about that? Love it. Need it. Definitely a, definitely a need back there. There's not, As we talked in our last podcast, there isn't many rides in the back area else than the Frozen one, so adding another ride should be another draw. And I don't know if they say if it's an e-ticket ride yet or not. That I haven't seen. I don't, I don't imagine it would be, but I'm not sure. Where is that going exactly? They, uh, they put permits online, and it shows them going backstage. There actually is a decent amount of, as, just like Magic King, there's a bunch of parking spaces back there behind France, and there's a bunch of room they could take over to build a building. Uh, so that's where they're going to build it up towards the back area. I don't know. There, there's going to obviously be something in the back disappearing. I don't know if it's the little bakery or if it's going to be the gift store. No, it's not oh, a little bakery, bakery. But there's um, space between um, in between like France and Morocco as well, so I think they're going to utilize some of that space. Definitely, uh, definitely something we could wait to see what happens. Uh, the only other thing we were really surprised about not hearing about was well, the only thing that I thought that we were going to hear about was another pavilion. There was that rumor about a Brazilian pavilion going into the World Showcase, and not quite sure where that was supposed to go. But um, they didn't even mention that that I know of. Yeah, I just saw the rumors and whatnot of where, I think it was between, I believe, Italy and Germany is what I was reading. Um, but yeah, no mentions of that. They did, however, say they're going to be updating the 360 video in China with the same technology they used for Soren. So we'll have a crisp, um, seamless video for that, which is exciting. Some of those attractions could use some updating, you know, like the boat ride in Mexico. Shows could definitely stand to be a little bit more exciting, you know, the O Canada <laughs> show. O Canada, and all that stuff, yeah. the France movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait, wait. there's a France movie? I didn't even know this. <laughs> that's how. That's how much it needs a little bit more exciting <laughs> updates, you know. Liz is a couple, you know, drinks deep from the World Showcase and drink around the world oh. by the time she gets to France, right? I wish. <laughs> Well, I'll be honest, I didn't know there was a movie in France either, but my opinion is now, uh, it's probably gone. Mm-hmm. Ratatouille's going to take it over because it already sounds like it was nothing that important because I didn't even know it was there. No, but seriously, where was the movie in France? It's called Impression, Impressions de France. So when you exit, um, it's actually the entrance is right between the wine shop and the perfume shops. See, and I uh, was always in the wine shop. <laughs> never, never seen the show. <laughs> yeah, it's a calm movie. It's a calm movie. I, it's, I mean, it's really tucked in between the buildings. So I'm not sure if they'll get rid of it for Ratatouille because it's really integrated right in the middle of the pavilion. Um, but from the the renderings, it looks like they're going to be adding on or changing the pavilion as well. Hmm. I wonder how bad that's going to destroy that area for a while. There, if they're going to have to take out some buildings to make this work. On to the next park. I'm going to touch on this one to start because mm-hmm. I have somebody sitting across from me that I love, but she is very, very upset about this first one. Yeah, heartbroken about this first one. I knew it was coming. 
she kind of knew it was coming. We just didn't know it was coming this soon. Great movie ride. A classic. Is going to be removed and replaced by Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad. Not only Railway. not only is it going to be ripped out of that park, but they're closing it in less than a month. They don't even give us any warning. They're just closing down my beloved great movie ride. And everybody needs to understand, this was the second attraction that I worked at at Walt Disney World. I had a few roles um, within my seven years off and on working for the company. And GMR was my dream location to work at. And it was one of my favorite rides growing up. I mean, it's been there since that park opened. And um, I'll never forget working... How many months did I work at Jungle Cruise? January through August. So, you know, really in those hot summer months, working outside all day, every day. College program kid, lowest on the totem pole. Decided to stay down there, go full time. I was so used to not even having a break room in the air conditioning. I mean, Jungle Cruise, it's literally you are in the jungle your entire shift. And whenever I went full time and I found out I was going to Great Movie Ride, not only was I going to my dream attraction, it was just one of those childhood dreams, but on top of it, I got an air-conditioned break room. <laughs> but anyway, I just can't believe that they're taking that away. I'm going to miss every single bit of that. And I, I thought it was awesome, the, the update they had done not that long ago with the Turner Classic Movies, um, you know, the, the new recordings and the new um, the end show, the finale part was just brilliant. And... The more I, I think about it and dwell on it, I'm just so sad. I'm like, Anubis is going away, and Indiana Jones, and Munchkinland. It's all going away in less than a month. Hey, Alex, I got a question for you. Sure. Have you seen my small violin anywhere? Shush. <laughs> so, I'm going to get hit. So mean. I, right. I don't get that joke, but it must be an inside thing. Let me play my world's smallest violin. He's, say, he's basically saying, wow. Pity party oh, about me. He's okay. just being mean. But you also have to understand something that not many people know, unless you've worked at Great Movie Ride or have a friend who has. But whenever you become officially trained as a tour guide, that's the very first step because then you can also be trained as a gangster and a bandit. And I was trained in both of those too. Um, but but the first things first, you're trained as a tour guide. And as soon as you um, success, successfully complete your training, you're able to go backstage and there's this long hallway that leads to nothing but lockers and like the backstage areas of the inner workings of the great movie ride. You get to paint your hand and um, put, place it on the wall and then sign the wall. And so it sounds silly, but just walking down this long hallway, it's nothing but, you know, over 20 years of people's handprints. And, and people's signatures. And it was just so cool to me that even though I no longer work for the company, a little part of me was always going to be at Disney. And I know that sounds silly and sentimental, but to those of us who worked there, there's the phrase, once a movie writer, always a movie writer. And our handprints are there. I mean, just a little part of us was at Disney. And so I'm just so sad about the whole thing. And I'm allowed to be. <laughs> and you are. And I have to, I'm, I have Facebook open on my computer. And as you're talking about this, pops up on my newsfeed. No fast passes are available for the great movie ride on 813. So in other words, the last day people have scooped them all up and you can't get on it now unless you wait in standby line. Well, and I bet you a lot of that is going to be great movie riders. Um, people, you know, from the past two decades are going to be coming together and I know that they're doing some events leading up to that last day already, even though it was just announced yesterday. Um, 
I guess they had already heard the rumors, and then having that confirmed, they're, they're going to be having some great movie ride events leading up to it, and I know that that very last ride in the great movie ride is definitely going to be filled with great movie riders, so that doesn't surprise me. Now I understand the whole move, getting rid of great movie ride. It's getting old, needs replaced. You know, I am happy Mickey is getting his own ride. I'm getting such a nasty look right now, I might get hit. Um, but the only part I don't like about it, it's that newer Mickey short kind of Mickey. I don't like that cartoon. So not, yeah, not only are you replacing a classic, but you're replacing it with something trendy and not classic. It's just so sad. Yeah, the new Mickey's, the new Mickey shorts are kind of weird. Like, they play them on the cruise ship sometimes while you're waiting for your Port Adventures groups to get there, and Goofy just looks really strange. And just, I just, it's very weird to me that they'd use that for like the ride versus like classic Mickey Mouse. Now that new Ducktales uh, show is actually going to look just like that new Mickey. It's got that kind of cartoon look to it. Oh, that makes me sad. But my question is, how is this going to look? I mean, they're not going to tear down this huge building to build something brand new when it's such a large space in there already. But how's it going to look? I feel like it's going to be one of those amusement park rides where they're like, oh, we got sick of it. And so they just kind of like slap some new stuff on there. I know Disney's better than that. I know that. But I just feel like when you're so used to a ride being the center landmark of a park, and then you go in and, you know, you, you put something new in its place, but but keep the same old building. It's always going to be like, oh, this, you know, you can, you can tell it. That was a great movie ride. Like, you can still tell. Like, I just don't see how they're going to do it. I don't see them keeping the outside of the building, the Chinese theater. I, I, I just can't see that being the same one because of the, what, the way they're going with the ride. Eh. I don't know if I agree. The reason I, I when I think Chinese thing, theater, I think Hollywood, I think important people i think stars and handprints i feel like mickey is one of those people quote unquote the only thing that makes me a little skeptical skeptical about them keeping it that way is the video they showed yesterday during the panel of what the ride is going to look like inside they actually had a little mock-up of it because how the scenes work they're in 2d they're like flat but the scenes actually kind of like flip over and everything as the scene goes through and it's just it didn't have that kind of classic kind of hollywood kind of feel to the the scene they were showing so that's the only reason i'm kind of like there are still there's still that speculation that hollywood studios isn't going to be called hollywood studios in a couple years why would they keep the chinese theater if they go more modern to keep it that old chinese theater as the logo and everything probably going to change the logo by, by then also we, we won't know until uh it, the real thing is we won't know until they start working on it we see if they do anything on the outside obviously there's going to be a little bit of change to the outside of the building between the things in the window and probably maybe some color changes but we'll just have to wait and see all I know is I know you're about to talk about Toy Story Land and Star Wars Land's coming but that park in the next couple years is going to be unrecognizable it's not going to be anywhere near the same park that we're used to agreed 100% it's going to be completely different Especially at the new lands, you're adding, well, adding slash converting so much space, and it's just like so much has changed over the last five to six years, and soon to come with all these changes, it's really going to look, you know, especially people who haven't been there in so long, they're not going to recognize it at all. It's going to be so weird. Well, I've been optimistic this whole time because it's Disney, and I know they do everything great and then go above and beyond, but 
honestly, I'm, I'm just back to that great movie ride thing. It's just hit hard, and I just feel like they really could have kept that. I feel like it could have stayed with the theme that they're going for with movies and all of that good stuff. I feel like that, that still could have fit into the theme. So, I don't know. I'm trying to be hopeful, but that's one thing I'm really sitting home. <laughs> now, another part that's obviously going to change is the whole back area by Toy Story Land. During the panel, they actually showed a short video of the Green Army Men, Buzz and Woody, peeking over the fence, and that's when they actually announced that Toy Story Land will be opening summer of 2018. So one year from now, we should have that park or that part of the area open. But as they were going through that video, they talked about how the new entrance to Toy Story Mania is going to be great, as it what they're building right now. So. The entrance to Toy Story Mania is actually going to, what it looks like from the pictures and from what they're talking about, to the exact opposite side of the building, on the back side of it where they're building right now. Oh, so that's where the entrance is going to be, on the back side of Toy Story Midway Mania? Yeah. Wow. I didn't read that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It, it, you have to look up uh, the video from the panel, and they, they actually talk about how the new entrance. Uh, so I, I don't know what they're going to do with that walkway right now that goes down there by the entrance now. I don't know if that'll just be mm -hmm. the exit or what but it will be moving somewhere next year cool my my one question about pixar land or listen to me toy story land i'm, I'm thinking disneyland my one question about toy story land is the alien ride that they're chit-chatting about opening along with the slinky dog coaster what is it going to be an indoor attraction or an outdoor attraction kind of like dumbo or aladdin's magic carpets Anybody have any insight on that or seen anything about it? It looks outdoors from the pictures I've seen. Let me look up some pictures. I would have to agree with Alex there. I think it is an outdoor okay. attraction. It looks like from what it is, it's flying socks, saucers outside. And they haven't given us a name on that attraction yet? Um, I can't remember. I remember in the video they talked about a couple of the rides in it. And the video goes where... Buzz is looking over the fence and there's three construction workers talking about how this is a top secret project and then they start talking about two or three of the attractions there. And one of them was about that ride. I don't know if they really called it a name or just like kind of give it a description about it, but I'd have to go back and watch that video again to remember 100%. It does look, um, it looks like there's a roof above it so it's enclosed, but it's kind of like open air so you can see into it from outside. So like a kind teacup of a, kind of thing maybe? Yeah, that's what it looks like, just okay. like a teacup. So you're sheltered from the rain, but you're still outside. My son and my daughter asked about that, and I couldn't give them. I hadn't seen a clear enough picture to try to even decipher what it was going to look like. All right. And the biggest news of all to everyone, and everybody's really excited to hear, just like in Disneyland, a Star Wars land got its official name, Star Wars Galaxy Edge. What do you guys think of the name? I like it. I think it's very soothing and it's like, you know, the edge of the, and like where the galaxy, the Star Wars galaxy and universe kind of meets the rest of the park. So it's like the edge. I like it. That I, I like the way that you kind of viewed that, Alex. That's, it's definitely a good way to uh, walk into that section of the park. Now, I don't know if anybody's seen the mock-up of it, but from what they said, the mock-up that they have sitting there at D23, about 90% of what that looks like there is what the Star Wars land is actually going to look like. So from what I can gather from looking at a lot of the pictures very closely, most of this area has a lot to do with the newer trilogy than the older ones. 
It looks like to me, it looks like a mixture of old and new. Um, it looks like they had some different areas even within the Star Wars land itself, like like that forest area. And then I saw more of like that kind of, I don't want to say downtown, but more that city kind of feeling like as if you were on like Tatooine or something or like in a, I don't know, like sandy kind of like desert city, like trading post kind of area. And one of the rides they did uh, announce is a first order ride um, looks like it's a ride vehicle that has a droid in the front of it that pulls it around i don't know exactly what it's going to be like how fast it goes but it is have something to, it does have something to do with the first order uh, what do you guys think of the new hotel going in star wars hotel it sounds amazing i think that it's going to be such a draw to that area of Walt Disney World property, I can't even fathom how long it's going to take or the process that they're going to have to initiate for folks to be able to book rooms at that hotel because the demand is going to be so incredibly high. It's going to add a, a completely new dimension to trying to book a hotel at Walt Disney World. I agree. I think it's going to be very difficult for, like, all walks of life to get a to get a room there because the demand is going to be, like, nothing we've ever seen before for a hotel. My question is, where are they building it at? I would say, based on how they've described the hotel, the, this immersive experience that when you look out the windows, you're going to see space. I'd say that probably the best location for them is going to be on the, I, and I can't, I can't picture exactly how, how Galaxy's Edge is going to be laid out, but I would say on the back end of that section of the park, because if you're looking out the back end of, the, of Galaxy's Edge, then you're going to see space out of these hotel windows, regardless of what surrounds that area of the hotel. I'd have to agree. I know like when you come in the, the main main entrance to Disney's Hollywood Studios, to the right, they've cleared out tons and tons of land, um, and that's what, like, everybody, like, locally has been discussing. They think the hotel's going to be there adjacent to Galaxy's Edge, um, which I think would, you know, fit in really well. Well, that would make a lot of sense. I, I think it would be an interesting location. I think it would be interesting to see what the outside of the building's going to look like, since every window you look out from inside of it, it looks like space. Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna like fit everything, and it makes me—I'm very curious, like how the logistics will be. Um, what's the setup of the hotel like? You know, just like the amenities and how, because it's like so close to the resort. And the price point—you really wonder what the price point's gonna be on something like that, because it's gonna be unlike anything that anybody's ever stayed in before. There was a rumor about something along the lines of. It was looking like it was going to be an average of $1,500 per person for a three-night experience. And I'm not sure what all that entails or includes or if that's even for sure, just a rumor. But I have been hearing that little tidbit flying around a bit. Hmm. That'll be interesting to see what kind of price point they go with. That would be kind of along the lines of a deluxe resort at that, at at that, that point, price. It might be a little more than a deluxe. <laughs> well, it depends upon what it includes, too. Like, if that's including your... You know, tickets and dining plan, or maybe that dining experiences. If they have some type of dining experience there at that hotel, you just never know. It sounds like a submersive experience. You also wonder if 
you know, with the entrance of it being at the park, uh, unlike any of the other hotels currently at Walt Disney World, um, like the Grand Californian at, um, why can't I even think of it, in Disneyland at California Adventure. So you wonder, you know, with the special entrance and coming in, if people that are staying there are going to have special access to the rides earlier than other people, things of that nature, that, that would definitely help the price point of the hotel as well. Definitely will. I mean, it'd be worth it if you're right there walking into the, walking right into Star Wars land uh, outside of your hotel. People will pay it, though. I mean, oh, yeah. there's such a huge cult no following doubt. of the Star Wars. Um, no doubt whatsoever, people will pay it. No doubt. Uh, the only other thing they said from the mock-up they had yesterday, there is one spot uh, on the left side of it. There is a big door, kind of like an entrance to like the, uh, uh, one of the bases. And they actually were wondering if maybe there is going to be a parade coming to the Star Wars area because of how big it is. It looks like it would be made for floats to get through. I mean, it seems like they could do that. I mean, they already do, well, when they have Star Wars weekends, if it's coming back, which I hope it does. Um, there is always a Star Wars parade for Star Wars weekends, so I think it's definitely something they could do. We can only hope. Uh, there are a lot of speculation going around about what's all coming to Star Wars land, but... Um, I just gotta stop calling it Star Wars Land. We gotta start calling it Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. That's such a mouthful, though. <laughs> I'll get Wars used Galaxy to it. I'm gonna love it. We're all gonna love it. It's Star Wars. We can't go wrong with Star Wars. I guess I have to start watching these finally. Thank you. <laughs> Last time we were there, the fireworks were awesome, but bill's in one ear trying to explain it to me alex is in the other ear trying to explain it to me and i'm like i'm even more confused now this is not my cup of tea <laughs> but i don't know if it's taken over half the world almost i mean it's time to get on board i guess a hundred percent maybe uh, we'll make a drinking game for it maybe that'll get me into it <laughs> works with me uh, but that's about it for the parks right now animal kingdom no new announcements uh we were kind of hoping to hear something about maybe zootopia land coming to Rafiki's Planet Watch, but it sounds like if that is coming, it's not coming either soon or they're just not going to announce it. Well, and for now, I think that they want the main focus to be on Pandora. You know, that's thriving right now. Why why put something else new in the works? I mean, it's, it'll, it'll be coming eventually, I'm sure, but Pandora's huge right now, and for good reason. Now, outside of the parks, there is a lot of news about the gondola system. Anybody hear a lot of information on that i think it's going to be very unique um from what i've read it looks as if it's going to connect epcot and hollywood studios uh, to art of animation pop century i believe um caribbean beach as well and then the new dvc resort that they have announced the hotel riviera i think it'll be a great method of transportation, not necessarily the quickest method of transportation, but something unique to those guests staying at those resorts. Yeah, I'd have to agree that was my thoughts as well. I think it's a, a cool concept. I think it's a nice uh, new method to get from one place to another. Um, but definitely, I think like for speed purposes, I don't think it's going to be very fast. I can't imagine any system like that going that fast. I'm already a little nervous about riding it as it is because I'm afraid of heights. But um, yeah, it, it looks pretty cool. I guess it's called uh, Disney's Skyline is what they're calling it. And they're going to have all kind of different themes for each one of the um, vehicles or whatever you call it, the vehicles. Um, so that'll be kind of neat to see. And 
Christy, you're already touching on it, but the DVC Resort Hotel Riviera, uh, I guess that's going where they demolished a bunch of buildings over in Caribbean Beach. My only wonder is, from looking at what they demolished, how big is, is this building going to be from the picture and what land they have over there? It appears that a lot of these new construction projects, like over at Coronado, that they're going up with the buildings instead of spreading them out like uh, the Caribbean beaches currently or that Port Orleans Riverside is. So I have a feeling that, you know, this one's going to go up and I, I don't know, there'll probably be a lot of rooms. Uh, they were actually, I read an article today and I don't know if it was official about how um, from the top of the Riviera, you're going to have a great view of both Epcot and Hollywood Studios fireworks from the new restaurant they plan to put there. So things are going up instead of out um, with these new buildings, it seems so. I'd have to agree. I mean, it definitely looks, from the renderings, it looked to be at least like eight to ten stories tall um, with that rooftop restaurant. So I do agree. I think they're going up instead of spreading out to give, I guess, more people in a compact space. I think I just saw somewhere that it's supposed to have like 300 units or something. So do we think that this is going to be all DVC uh, studios, one bedrooms, two bedrooms, etc., and no necessarily no standard rooms like some of the other resorts? They didn't really announce that. All they said is a DVC resort. Uh, they say that DVC fans are the most loyal fans to Disney, and they wanted to build them another location. And they said this is going to be a must-buy for people wanting to buy into DVC or buy more points. So. Who knows? It'll probably go anywhere from a oh, studio to one and two bedroom, just like most of the resorts are going, anyways. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how it looks when it's done. The pictures look beautiful. I imagine with the small space it is, it'll be a little thin building, but taller, obviously. Because as you were saying, there's no more, there's not much space around there. If you don't got space, you kind of got to go upwards. Uh, the other thing going on here, which was kind of neat, was. Uh, Disney coming out with their own version of Uber, minivans. I'm all over that. I told my husband that I need one of those vans and I'll drive it all over Peter's Township. <laughs> I told him, I said, why can't we just give a pink polka dot and paint job to our car? It's the ultimate, ultimate advertising ploy. I mean, really, who's not going to know who you are if you're driving around a pink polka dotted minivan? Christy, if they had a red version of it, I would be like your twin. Like, I could have the red one, you could have the pink one. We'll take the I really school. didn't care what color it was. I just think it would be so much fun. Like, really, it really I, would be. I personally would not be caught dead in a pink car, but red, polka dot, mini, classic. See, back to the classics. I'm all about the classics. You definitely are. <laughs> I, I think I think Disney with this minivan service is really listening to its clientele. Um, when I'm planning vacations and quick transportation methods with my clients, I'm always recommending Uber. And the reason being is because it's not exactly easy to get from one resort to another resort with a family um, when you have a dining reservation somewhere else. You know, there's, you can definitely get there by buses. You just have to allow for a lot of time and folks don't necessarily want to spend that much time on transportation. So Disney's listening. They, they know that people want to get places more quickly because time is very valuable when you're there. And so I really hope that they have success with this service and people take advantage of it. And, and I feel comfortable recommending it um, as a travel agent 
because it's Disney owned and I know that it's going to be reliable and that they're going to take care of families, uh, especially with car seat needs, things of that nature. They haven't mentioned much about that, but you kind of have to assume that they're going to take care of the families with car seats for people that want to get places more quickly than they can now. I totally agree. And I told Bill, um, that was my very first thought was, I'm so grateful that now I have an easier way, you know, to tell clients to go from point A to point B, especially those that haven't visited Disney very often or at all before, you know, they're like, well, how do we get to Chef Mickey's for an 8 a.m. breakfast reservation? What time do the buses start? And I mean, yeah, you know, bus services start fairly early, but it's still, you know, well, you're going to go from your Pop Century Resort to Magic Kingdom and then, you know, take the walkway over to the Contemporary. And then, I mean, you know, you need to leave your resort quite early to, to do that. So I think this is going to be an excellent option. I'm really excited to see how it pans out. Um, I think it's going to be very popular. I'm also kind of anxious to see the pricing, though. I think that it's something that they're going to be able to slap a premium price on um, because it's going to be such a great service. So, but I do think it would be worth it. I did read today, again, unofficial information, but from a pretty reliable source that it's $20 flat fee to take you from place to place. Higher price point than Uber, again, but a Disney reliable service, so people are gonna be willing to pay that. I don't know where it's all gonna pan out, but that's what I read today. Well, and you know, honestly, um, it's comparable to valet parking. You know, if you were to have a rental car, you would pay the, the same to valet it anyway, so. That's really not that bad, I guess. That's 100% true. Yeah, that's my biggest question was what the price point's going to be. I mean, I, I would imagine they have to be somewhat competitive with Uber, so Uber doesn't, like, take over still. But I, I, my question is, though, does Disney have the power to pretty much kick Uber out of their property and say, you're not allowed here? They, they could do that, but I don't see them doing that. I think people will use, they'll go to a Disney provided transportation first. Um, I think maybe like the uh, express system they already have going with the buses, which is extremely popular. Um, maybe with the new minivans, they can use backstage roads, you know, to get people around a little bit quicker as well. That's that's a that's a very good point. Yeah, I guess they're going to have all kind of different cars in this line. It's not just going to be vans. Actually, one of the pictures they have is an SUV. So I'd imagine they're going to have vehicles of all sizes. So that's why I. Would, be interested to see. I mean, if $20 flat fee is what it is, that's not bad, but I wonder if they're going to have different price points for the amount of people and how far you're going across property. I was just going to say, I also wouldn't be surprised if they did some type of thing where you get a discount then if you use it like the same day. Or are you saying it would be a flat fee for the entire day or just for one ride? From what I read, it's $20 per trip, which is substantially more expensive than what we've ever paid when we've Ubered on property. The, the, they were explaining that the piloting vehicle is supposed to be a Chevy Traverse, which apparently holds up to eight people. So when you look at that as a cost per person, it's relatively inexpensive, but your average family that goes to property is gonna be probably four or five people. So you're not gonna fill that van every time you get in it to go somewhere. Um, but it, you know, it's, it's higher price, but I understand what you're saying with that if you use it more than once, like for instance, if it's $20 your first trip that day, will it be $10 the second trip or whatever the case may be. But you know what? There's also families like you, Christy, who can make friends with just about anybody and you might <laughs> find a family, another family of three or four in the lobby and say, hey, are you doing the same thing? You know, let's split the costs. That would be a good idea too. So you just never know. There's plenty of ways to go about that. So 
that'll be an interesting service. That'll be interesting to see how all that plays out. I'm actually very excited about it. Um, you know, with it starting, they said it's going to start the end of the month here. Yacht Club and Boardwalk are the first two resorts. So um, anybody that has clients staying there, have them try it out and see what happens. Or, you know, maybe go and try it out yourself. All right. Well, there is one last topic we have here. And I'm actually going to leave this one all the way up <laughs> to Alex and Christy because this is one area that they know very, very well. Christy is super, super, super excited about this announcement yesterday. Totally unexpected. Actually threw me for a complete loop. And Alex, do you feel the same way? I did. When I read the uh, the headlines, I, was, I just didn't expect anything uh, DCL to be announced. So when I saw we're getting a third ship of the new wave of ships, I was like, I, I just, I, exciting. You know, it's so... So exciting they're listening to their their guests and i'm just excited to have another opportunity to be in a now a third ship a third new ship they're and they're going to have no problem filling these ships whatsoever based on the demand for the four that they currently have i'm just kind of curious as to you know where the current four ships are going to find their homes uh, versus the new ships rumor on throughout the cast on the uh, cruise line is that one of these ships may be sailing from Asia. So that would be a really cool new addition to the cruising itinerary. Um, not sure if one of the classics, I guess the fantasy and the dream will be classic ships after a while, uh, if one of those ships would be going there or if maybe one of the new ones would be going there. Yeah, it makes me curious. I mean, Asia is a growing cruise market. Um, Royal Caribbean has actually built their Quantum class, two of the three ships have gone to Asia and they're built specifically for the Asia clientele. Um, Norwegian and a couple other princess, uh, they're all building ships specifically for that region. Um, so I think it'd be a smart move for Disney to go that way. They've never sailed over to Asia, so I think it would be a natural next step for their itinerary offerings. A few of the cruise groups that I belong to also, uh, there's been discussion that recently Disney Cruise Line's been sending out uh, surveys to people asking about places that they want to see. So my complete speculation is that one may find its home on the West Coast so that there can be some more Mexican Riviera cruises. It would spend its summers obviously in Alaska and then maybe we would get some Hawaiian cruises out of it. I've read conflicting information about who's allowed to sail in Hawaii so I don't know if you know if we can do voyages out that way. Um, but it w I'd be curious to see if one stays out in the West Coast as well. Okay, I think we could, I know last year the Wonder did two 10-night itineraries to Hawaii. They weren't as popular and didn't sell out like um, other itineraries, so they kind of alternate the years that they do them. But I know the Norwegian Pride of America is year-round stationed in Hawaii. It's the only cruise ship currently that like stays there all year and actually does all the different islands. Um, but I would love to see Disney add some more Hawaiian itineraries. I think it would be a smart move to have a ship stationed on the West Coast and maybe do some land and sea adventures with Disneyland. Yeah, I agree 100%. I would love to just, uh, I've seen uh, the ships out in San Diego when we've gone to visit, and it's super exciting to see them ported out there. I would love to go out to California. Uh, San Diego is, is pretty much a hop, skip, and a jump from Anaheim. I mean, it's about a two-hour commute. 
uh, it would be awesome to be able to, to go do Disneyland and then, you know, jump on one of the ships out there and, and do a, a three or four day voyage out in the West Coast and do a land and sea out there. Um, I think those are, that's one of the things that Disney's got to be thinking about with the addition of these three new ships. Absolutely. I agree 100%. I could talk about Disney Cruise Line all day, but we'll leave it at that. <laughs> the nice thing they're going to be about is all these boats are going to be done by 2023. So by 2023, it's going to be a fleet of seven ships, which is amazing. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I'm, I'm being excited. It's also, you know, I think, too, from a crew perspective. So they, you know, we're staffing four ships, so now we're going to move to seven. Um, so the crew is going to increase significantly. They already rotate throughout the ships how it is um, every three or four contracts sometimes, but um, it's just very curious and there's been lots of debate here with amongst friends and family in Orlando of the names. What do you guys think for names for the new ships? We were just talking about this today and I think that one of them might be called the Disney, the Disney Wish. Uh, agreed. Like my son, Paul, he definitely, that he's all over that. And I said, well, what about wishes? He says, well, no, it can't be plural. It has to be wish. Bill said the same thing. Bill said, what about wishes? I'm like, nope, I think it'll be wish. <laughs> Dream, magic, fantasy, wonder, wish. Not in that order, of course, but you know. <laughs> Any other thoughts, Alex? Because I, I really just do not know will they're go where they will go. I was really thinking about who the statues were going to be in the atriums of the new ships. Yeah, that, it makes me wonder statues. Where, I was thinking uh, Disney Imagination, maybe. Yes. Ooh, Ooh, I thought, no, I thought that one too. Yeah. I, the only thing about the wish, and coming from some sources, is um, for like the system having another ship named with a W, the only thing that I think with new names, they might do letters, like the first letter, something they don't have already to kind of like give their ship codes some differentiation. Um, but I definitely, yeah, Disney Imagination or like something along there. Um, I The Wish is the first thing that's always came to my mind and that's my only like conflict is because we already have the wonder. Um, and then statues, I don't know. Like we need to add maybe Goofy, um, He's like the first thought. Maybe Explain, Explain this to the people that haven't been on Disney Cruise Line before what you mean by the statues, why that's so important. So in the, the atrium lobby, the main main area of the ship, like right when you walk on, it's the first place you're greeted by a cast, you know, announcing your family's last name. And in the middle of that lobby, there's a bronze statue. Um, and each ship, each ship has their own unique statue. Of course, the Magic being the first of the Disney fleet in 1998 to get um, lovely Captain Mickey. And then the Wonder has Ariel. Uh, the Fantasy has Minnie Mouse. And then the Dream has Donald Duck. So it's, it's just like each ship's kind of unique um, character. And it's, I don't know, it's very memorable. It's, it's a unique piece of each ship. What do you think, Christy? It is. And it's, you know, it's one of those places on the ship where everybody gathers for photos whether it just be an informal photo when you board the ship. I know when our family just went, you know, that's the, the photo that you post and say, this is where I'm gonna be for the next however many days, this is gonna be my home. And so it's definitely a central point in the lobby that everybody, or not lobby, atrium, that everybody sees. So Goofy was definitely one of the discussions among our family as to who needs to get one of those bronze statues next. 
that's exciting. Maybe Ooh, Pluto. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Pluto. I could Perhaps. see Pluto, maybe. Or even Daisy, and, and since there's maybe. Mickey and Minnie, maybe Donald mm -hmm. and Daisy. Well, and you know, Ariel's kind of the odd woman out at this point. So Cinderella, I, I feel like she's royal enough to have her own ship. Or maybe they'll jump into some newer films, maybe Moana mm -hmm. or something different. That's like, of course, our brains always go to the Fab Five and like the original, you know, characters. But it makes me wonder because Ariel is kind of, you know, off on her own. It makes me wonder which direction, what, what we'll see for our new, um, our new characters and overall theming of the ships, the Disney Dream as the Art Deco, Disney Fantasy, Art Nuevo, similar but also unique. So it just makes me wonder how things are going to look. Now, when is the first, the next ship going to be ready? What year? I believe 2021. I believe that they're three consecutive years because we were talking about how old my children will be when these ships release and if we're going to be able to um, to get on all of them consecutively within those years. Because by that point, we're really going to want to be on them. So um, I never had that itch to cruise when the, the fantasy was first released. But we, we were on the fantasy when it was a year old in 2013. So we it was relatively new. But now that the new ones are coming out, you, you just you want to be on that inaugural voyage almost. And that won't happen because it'll be all platinum members to start, uh, Castaway Club members. But hopefully within the year of those first sailings on those ships, we can get on one of those voyages. Now, what's interesting is the reason <laughs> I asked 2021 we get 2021, 2022, 2023. If you remember back to 2009, two, two years before the Disney Dream set sail at the shareholder meeting, that is when Bob Iger announced the names of the Disney Dream, the Disney Fantasy. The reason I say that is because they, he follows suit in 2019, which could either be at the shareholder meeting or that's when the next ep expo is we could be getting the names then in 2019, two years before it set sail. Definitely a good time to announce the names. I would agree. It gives people time to prep and get excited and prepare for their trip. Yeah, I can't see them naming a name any sooner than that, just because you're not going to throw a name out there and for something that's four years away. Yeah. I do have a friend's... My friend's mom has been a travel agent for many years, and she actually... They did a, um, a travel agent, I don't know if it was a media or a travel agent, um, first cruise on the Disney Fantasy, and she's on one of the very first cruises on the Disney Fantasy through being a travel agent, so maybe this will be a Dreamers Do Travels trip for all of us. Oh, count me in. I'm there. I'm all over that. <laughs> Chris is like, sign me up. Sign me up. I'm all in for 2021. I mean, well, as a matter of fact, back in January of this year, um, what was it, eight or nine of us got to go and tour the Disney Dream while it was, you know, docked, um, and we got to kind of just see the ins and outs of that ship, and it was pretty amazing, but I remember being in one of the bar lounge areas, and um, a group of travel agents came through together and kind of had their own special little tour guide, you know, tour happening. And I was like, goals, like that needs to happen. Whatever that, whatever is happening right there needs to happen with Dreamers Do Travel. So I think that it was not just a group like us that was on there while it was, you know, like docked and getting ready for their next sailing, but um, these people actually had badges on it. It looked like they were going to be able to enjoy the cruise too. And from what I understand, um, they have special, you know, they actually have like Disney cast members that meet with you and have um, 
informational sessions, Q&As, marketing meetings, stuff like that while you're on, on the ship. So it's kind of a work slash pleasure trip. And I know that a lot of us on the team would definitely be all for that. So With everything going on over the next couple of years, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of different marketing meetings for uh, all of us travel agents oh, yeah. going on. Uh, there's just, I mean, look at this year alone, they had one huge marketing event for Pandora. Imagine all the ones they're going to have coming up between Toy Story Land, Star Wars, boat, uh, the cruise lines. Well, and the reason they do so much of that is because they want their travel agents that are representing the product to be just so knowledgeable, not just by reading things like we've been doing, you know, with D23, but also getting to observe it firsthand, getting to experience it. Um, and so, for instance, Christy was able to have the honor of going to um, Pandora during the opening weekend and go to all those special behind the scenes events, the press events and all that good stuff. So, yeah, looking forward to some invites to some of those things so that Dreamers Do Travels agents can definitely have the top notch type of, um, you know, knowledge and service that we want to offer. Now, the only thing else we want to touch on with Disney Cruise Line, it looks like there is a new show coming to the Disney Dream, it looks like. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast Live. It, I believe it starts this fall. Um, probably November. I know, I think last year Frozen started in November when the Disney Wonder came out of Dry Dock. Um, and the November before, we saw the launch of Tangled Musical on the Disney Magic. So my guess would be November time frame for that new Beauty and the Beast Live show. Exciting stuff. Uh, we had the pleasure on our most recent cruise um, of meeting uh, one of the uh, performers on the ship. Uh, he was actually the nephew of the family sitting next to us at, in our dining rotation and my kids just fell in love with him and they were so excited every night to go to the theater when he was performing and try to figure out where he was in the show and what he was doing and it made it so real for them and the shows are just so fabulous anyhow. Uh, they really love seeing somebody and quote unquote knowing them. Uh, when when he was performing. So it just made it more special for us this time. Beauty and the Beast is going to be phenomenal. I'd have to agree. I'm really excited. I mean, the I guess our listeners will find out on our next episode, but the Disney cruise ship um, Broadway shows are amazing. There's just so much effort and detail put into them. It's it's not like a traditional cruise ship show. There's just, it's it's Disney. So it's just amazing and unique to the ships. I mean, the we'll have shows that are similar, but there's always that unique twist for the ship, or um, most of the shows you can only see in the ships. There's a couple that, you know, you can see on land, well, used to be able to, Aladdin the Musical, now only available on the Disney Fantasy. Um, Frozen the Musical, you can see at uh, California Adventure, and also the Disney Wonder, but the Disney Wonder, I think, has some really cool added uh, technology to it. Now, from what I'm also seeing under here, it's supposed to be the live-action Beauty and the Beast. They already have some videos online if you guys want to check them out of some of them singing some songs and doing some scenes from it, uh, from that panel yesterday. They actually uh, did some videos of it. I'll have to check that out. Yep, me too. It's just a lot, a lot of stuff coming up, so it'll be a lot. It'll be really interesting to see what goes on. As we just kind of touched on there, our next episode is going to be all about Disney Cruise Line figured we make that one big episode originally our plan was to do it during this episode but d23 came out with so much more information than we expected that we had more than enough to talk about for this episode would you guys agree absolutely yep 
Well, guys, I'd like to thank you all for being a part of podcast episode three. Uh, It was good information to put out there for everybody to know about. Uh, I look forward to our next one where we're going to talk all about Disney Cruise Line. Hope you guys all have a wonderful evening. Thanks for having us, Bill. Looking forward to the next episode. It's been great. Thanks for joining. It's been fun. And make sure you go to iTunes and click on the podcast section and search for Dreamers Do Podcast and subscribe. When you're subscribed to our podcast, every time a new episode comes out, you get alerts. Uh, Also, if you have any questions for us, feel free to email us at bwinter at dreamersdotravels.com. We're always looking for some Q&A questions. We'll be looking forward to the next episode with uh, Alex and Christy. We're going to play a little trivia game in there, and I'm going to see if we can stump one of them because they know so much about cruise lines. This is going to be an awesome trivia because I think Bill has talked about it so far in all three podcast episodes. So this better be something pretty awesome. Alex, we need to study. I know. Good, good luck, Bill. I think we have we have lots of knowledge over here. So good luck to us. What color? It's going to be like what color paint is on I know. floor three? I got that one. This wall. <laughs> How many pounds is this section of the boat? No, I won't go that crazy. Depends on what guests are on a section of the boat. <laughs> empty. I was going to go out and should say. Oh, man. Truth. All right. Well, you guys have a wonderful evening. Thanks again for listening in, and we'll see you soon.